All right, welcome to Straight Talk episode six. We're here in the Istanbul studios of Property Turkey with Cameron Diggin, as always. And today we'll be talking about small hotels versus service apartments. All right, Cameron, lately you've told me that you're getting a lot of requests, a lot of inquiries about small hotels for sale in Istanbul. Um, these hotels, as far as I know, ranging the prices of them are ranging anywhere from $1 million up to a couple of million dollars, no more than that. Um, generally located in the touristic areas uh, in Istanbul, Sultan Ahmed or Jihangir or Galata, those places. What do you think about these hotels? Generally speaking, yeah. um, I don't believe they're good investments. In fact, it's not just a, uh, I'm not just talking out of thin air as a belief. But if, uh, from experience, um, I have not yet seen many people who manage to deliver good profits out of them. Why? Well, there are quite a few reasons. Number one, um, the small hotels sector, what we call the bed and breakfast. In fact, normally they're called the backpacker style yeah. hotels. Um, they're on a declining uh, sort of curve yeah. in terms of profitability. The main reasons are very tough competition from luxury hotels that, in fact, from time to time do some very attractive promotions to pull the crowds in. And the second, even more important factor, is service departments. Service departments that are within five-star hotel type mm -hmm. residences that over the last five, six years in particular have been popping up all over the place in Istanbul. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, those types of apartments um, that are rented out, just like hotels, are giving extremely tough competition mm -hmm. to small hotels. Okay. Small hotels generally do not have facilities. The, the range that you talked about, sort of a, a million dollar up to two, three million dollars. Yeah. Um, what you buy for that generally would be an old building um, that probably started its life 40, 50, 60 years ago as, a, as an apartment block. Later on, converted into studios mm -hmm. and maybe somewhere in the ground floor, a 50, 60 square meter area used as a restaurant, yeah. uh, a small reception, and that's usually about it. No further facilities than that. But let um, me interrupt you here. Are those hotels, currently they're being owned by some people and they're yes. working, right? Yes. Are they not making money? Well, if they were, do you think you'd see so many of them on the market? Well, yeah. Would you be so easy to sell a profit-making asset yourself? If you had a profit-making asset, in the center of Istanbul yeah. that is printing money, that's making a good return for you, why would you sell it? Until and unless I have family issues or, you know, like private. Until and unless you absolutely need to sell it, yeah. you wouldn't really sell it. No. Well, if you look on the market today, especially around Taksim area, Taksim, Galata, Jihangir, yeah. the Beyoğlu, that sort of area, where majority of such offers on the market are located, or go to the old historic peninsula, Sultan Ahmet area, the Blue Mosque, Topkapi area, yeah. There are quite a few of such offers there also. Um, there are so many of them on the market. Okay. And typically, they're very old buildings. Um, they generally require a lot of work to modernize yeah. them. Most of them do not have hotel licenses. 
Yeah. Because they never started life as hotels, most yeah. of them. They don't have hotel licenses. And another important point to note is that the government is clumping down on such operations mm. because they want to protect the tourism sector. They want to protect the hotels. Okay. So they're clumping down on such so unlicensed ask, buildings. Okay, let me ask another question here. Is there a chance that if, if I buy a hotel in Istanbul, a small hotel, is there a chance that that hotel would be without a license and I wouldn't know it? Would, um, there, would, would there be such a scenario? Not really. I mean, if yeah. it doesn't have a license and you purchase it without knowing, that means you have done absolutely no homework. Okay. Because you can easily find out if it has a hotel license or not. All you need to do okay. is check with the right authorities, okay. give them the parcel number and check it. And then if it has a hotel license, then you'll know it has a hotel license. Okay, so I understand that these small hotels are not really making good profits. They're not okay? profitable And they're not good for investment. So what is your suggestion? on people who are looking to, you know, who are looking for inv such investments? Generally, when we have clients inquiring about small hotels and within the price ranges we, we, we talked about, um, if they insist and if they have such a, let's say, such a romantic idea of running a hotel in Istanbul, then generally this is how it starts because uh, people see the tourism numbers. Yeah. They look at the numbers of tourists visit visiting Istanbul mm. And it's a fact that on a year-on-year -year basis, the, 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 the number of tourists visiting Istanbul is going up. Yeah. So they would automatically and naturally assume that if they own a hotel in Istanbul, a small hotel, they would do very good returns. Yeah. Majority of such um, buyers or would-be potential buyers, they're not interested in re relocating to Istanbul themselves and managing these hotels. What they hope they will do is own the freehold or either rent the hotel out or invite on board a hotel management company, a professional company, a professional company yeah. to run the hotel profitably. The problem kicks in there because you're not going to find it possible to appoint a professional hotel management company to come on board to manage a 20, 30 yeah. bedroom hotel, yeah. to manage a bed and breakfast style And why, why would they go into something that they're not going to make profit? Well, they wouldn't go into something that they're not going to make profit, plus they don't have the economies of scale. Yeah. It's just not big enough. It's just not lucrative enough for them yeah. to come on board. These types of professional companies generally come on board from three-star upwards. Yeah. So you'll find them managing three-star hotels, four-star hotels, five-star hotels. And I assume the prices of those hotels are starting from 10 million, 15 million? Anything that's yeah. a decent building, a decent yeah. hotel, um, starting prices would be $15 million yeah. for a three-star sort of 70, 80-bedroom hotel. Yeah. And it would go upwards. Um, you can pick a five-star, decent five-star hotel in Istanbul today from around $80 million. But that's, as you can and see... And that would make you money. If it's in the right place and if it's managed properly, the chances are it will make you money, yes. But if you, again, if we, if we go back to our focus, which is the small bed and breakfast style hotels, okay. the only way, in my experience, and I have witnessed such purchases of small hotels for the past 15 years now, in my experience, the only way they, they will stand their chance of making any profits is if they're owner managed. In other words, if you're looking to buy a hotel like yeah. that, 
you need to have the experience of managing and running a small hotel. Yeah. You need to come here with your family, probably you, your wife, your children, yeah. your cousins, whatever. So it needs to be owned and managed. So you have to come here purely and do it for yourself. the hotel. Purely, purely for yourself. For okay. Whereas most of our clients yeah. looking for hotels like that, that's not yeah. their intention. They're, they're, they're thinking from an investment point of view, but you're actually saying that have the business mind if you are ever going to operate in such industry. If you yeah. ever um, wish to stand any chance or making a success out of a small hotel, you have to manage it yourself. Yeah. You have to. Again, for the reasons I mentioned five minutes ago, you will find it impossible to appoint a professional management company for small hotels. Okay, okay. Uh, but um, I'm going to ask you two questions, but let me ask the first one. The first one is, um, so you're saying these hotels are not really a good investment in Istanbul, but are there still good investment opportunities out there that we can find at the website or someplace? Look, most of what you see on the market, yeah. including on our website, are not even worth the money. Not even as the freehold. Okay. Because they're really in very, very poor condition. Okay. Very poor condition. There are a few exceptions. In fact, a couple of months ago, we picked a very nice building in Sultan Ahmed, yeah. literally a few minutes walk to the main square in Sultan Ahmed. Um, motivated seller, motivated seller. It's a family business. The family are kind of, are, let's say, at odds with one another. Okay. So the only way out for them is to sell the asset. Okay. So they're looking to sell. Now, it's on the market at close to $3 million. It has 30 bedrooms, good size bedrooms, and the building is in very good condition. It has a lovely restaurant area. It's got a roof terrace with golden horn view. So okay. it's got lovely sea view too. And the location is 10 out of 10. So with that building, um, if you manage it properly, you will probably return 8%, 9% net operating income yeah. per annum, which is a decent income. Okay. Um, but again, you need to be an owner-managed. Yeah. Uh, it needs to be an owner-managed business. Okay. Um, let me ask you my last question, though. So these small hotels, they're not making um, good profits, or it is hard to get a good return, good it's juice. It's hard to extract yeah. good uh, juice yeah. out of them due to competition. Yeah. And the preferences and the choices okay. of tourists these days. Okay, but, but, but you now, okay, if I'm an investor looking for small hotels like that, you now know my mindset, right? Yeah. So what would you advise me? What would you recommend me to go through it? If you're in the category we call passive investor, which means you want to park your money in a profitable venture, but you're not necessarily going to be getting involved on a day-to-day -day basis yeah. in terms of managing the business, then I would strongly discourage you from going into small hotels sector. Okay. You might as well open the window and throw your money out. It's really, really that risky, in yeah. my opinion, and in my experience. What I would recommend you to do instead is um, go into freehold serviced apartments. For argument's sake, let's say um, you wish to invest $2 million in 
um, a small hotel in Sultan Ahmed. Okay. Instead of doing that, get yourself 10, 15 apartments, freehold apartments in a serviced apartment building that has the services and the facilities of a five-star hotel. Yeah. From the gym to underground parking to wellness center to concierge, housekeeping, yeah. you name it. Whatever facilities you would expect in a hotel, these buildings would have it. These yeah. complexes would have it. Now, the trend these days is people, tourists, they tend to prefer these types of serviced apartments as opposed to small hotels that are generally in poor condition yeah. and generally um, lack um, any facilities. Yeah. So that would be my recommended um, approach yeah. um, for investors, especially passive investors, who wish to park their money and generate healthy income. Okay. All right, uh, Kem, thank you for that. Uh, wrapping up, uh, Straight Talk episode six. Uh, this episode, we talked about small hotels um, versus service apartments. And Cameron here says that small hotels uh, are very, very risky and go for service apartments inst instead. That will make you more money. Now, in the description below, I'm going to provide some links of the hotels uh, and service apartments that we talked about so that you can have actually a better idea of uh, which one to go with or you know you can have more uh, information about those specific types as well all right so until uh, next episode I don't know when uh, we're going to do that two days time yeah Cameron is very busy um, even if you do it in two days time I don't know when I will air that that's another thing all right <laughs> cool um, so see you next episode